0: Today on Gamerhead Radio, you don't have to rage by the most underrated episode of the year because it's free, anyways. Gamerhead Radio starts now.
1: Gentlemen to Game Red Radio, I am of course Goat. That doesn't work as well.
0: No,
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right, so I'm Goat, and that's a thing. Uh, we've got the two chaps that are usually here. To my left is the wondrous hectotronicorn, tect- Mr. Charlie Worthley.
0: Good eye, Mike. Andy Mountain, Charlie. He said
2: chaps. I felt like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah I like to bring See, it up See, but he notch. said chaps, which is English, and you use oh, the was Australian, Australian accent. It. Damn it. I always get those two confused. It's all right. You're fired, Charlie! <laughs> um, it's only my second show, and you're fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, wrong island, buddy. This has gone wrongly for me. <laughs> <laughs> and the man correcting Charlie's Wait, geography and... wrongly?
0: <laughs> is that a word? I
1: don't okay, know. well, we've grammar and bad accents. All right, you're off to a speedy start. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, and the uh, the man who's correcting Charlie's geography and uh, accents is, of course, Mr. John Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Hello.
2: Hello. <laughs> It's better. That's correct. That, that's that's wow. a chappy. That's a chappy. That was soccer bloke. I think to actually the key. I to say hello governor, but hello like, governor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. You Still love are, you, man. I was wrong. Horrible soccer blokes. All right. So we're back. This is uh, round two of two point oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna try to spice it up this week. We did realize it was a little. Uh, I mean, we're a little. We got the new the new thing going here, so we're gonna get Knocking back to off the rust. Yeah, got to get the. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, new and going here, know. Here, Yeah, there's so. there's new stuff. Everything newness abound. You yeah, know, speak, it's kinda...
0: speaking of new. Uh, what's coming out this week, Charlie? Uh, so on January thirteenth, we've got on the Vita Atelier Aisha plus the Alchemist of Dusk coming out for the Vita, and that's it. Oh, wait, that was all <laughs> one
2: title. That was one game. God damn, that's uh, that there is. That's a January release list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize which, which you know. Bleak, yeah. bleak things happening in the in the the time of release yes. The January we got we got some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, later. there's
0: really not a whole lot on the on the horizon until we get to Jan until we get to the end. Um, the uh, the only notable thing really that's coming out this month, aside from some remakes and remasters and some ports coming out on different consoles, is finally we've got which is also a remake, but that's beside the point because it's more notable is Grim Fandango is coming out on PS4 and Vita on, t- on uh, January 27th. Pretty much everything else is also remakes and remasters uh resident evil Remastered, saints row 4 reelected gate uh uh gat out of hell expansion dying light which is already out um uh grand theft auto 5 and uh and then there's this other thing called life is strange episode one which i'm not familiar with but yeah january is uh, well that's january for you so.
2: yeah it matches the weather in chicago in what way
1: it's cold and bleak, and you don't want to go out to get the games anyway, so they don't put them out. All right,
2: fine. Yeah, <laughs> go go. I think Dying Light's the only thing that's, that's coming yeah. out that's yeah. uh, kind yeah. of, like, yeah. a little bit yeah. on the, uh, the larger side. Yeah. You know? I, I,
1: I'm, I'm overly excited for uh, Fandango, but yeah, that's just a thing. Did
2: you play Grim Fandango? Jack? I did. I did. It's a nice. uh, charming, delightfully charming game. It's good. to be
1: even better again. <laughs> again. So, go. Cool. What have you been playing this week? What have I been playing? Mm-hmm. Not that one game you just said. Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's not out yet, so I believe
1: you. No, no, I give you that. <laughs> uh let's see, what have I been playing this week? Uh, still working on D4. Had to put it to the side, though, because I realized that I broke my own cardinal rule, and I did Telltale, Telltale, something like Telltale, and you never do three games of the same genre in a row, because the third yeah. one always suffers, because you're just burnt out yeah. in the genre. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I-, I love you, D4, but we're going to come back to you at a later date. Uh, then I picked up uh, The Crew, because, mm-hmm. you know, racing, and me, and... Racing no. MMO, the and I was Not like, "What cheap. the
0: hell is this?" And I'm yeah. um, I'm loving the hell out of it. Like it's it's my destiny. Even though it's an arcade racer, I know you prefer the more realistic ones, right? Uh, it depends on the thing. I mean, it, it depends on the thing. Depends on like the,
1: the the game. Like each style of racing, if it's fi- if the story and the mechanics are fit to that style, I'm okay with. It. Like the Need for Speed Underground series is like one of my favorite series. Arcade as hell. But it fit like the you know the over the top kind of thing going on there, so it fit the style. Like obviously Forza and all that stuff is super realistic, but you kind of come to you know expect that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this one's real arcade-y. I mean, it's real. I mean, the best way I can explain it is like I said, Destiny for racers. It's it's. I mean, there's a lot more story than Destiny. Oh to say
2: such a fail on behalf of Destiny. <laughs> if that's the case, man.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's basically like. Um like it's an MMO racing game. It, it the, the map is just stupid huge.
2: Like, yeah, that's what I that's what I've heard. Stupid huge. <laughs> it's the yeah. entire
1: country. Kinda modified, but it's still the entire sort country. of condensed,
2: kinda small. It's
1: not very much. Um Wow. Uh it's supposedly it's forty five minutes from New York to LA, real time. Wow. Um the I was reading up on it, New York itself which is one city in the entire country is the size of Liberty City from Grand Theft Auto 4. Wow, that's, that's Yeah, cuz <laughs>
0: like, when they've talked about, you know, big MMO uh, yeah. uh, not MMO, uh, big open world maps like this before, like uh, like with uh, like with Grand Theft Auto and Watch Dogs, mm-hmm. it's like usually from map edge to map edge, it's like maybe like 15-20 minutes. So like 45 minutes uh-huh. driving yeah. like you know from one map, side of the map to the other. That's pretty yeah. damn well, big. I, and
1: and speaking of that, I'll put it in perspective. Today I drove from Saint Louis to Texas. Uh-huh. And that
2: took me 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of So the that's thing. 45 minutes and no traffic. <laughs> <laughs> no snow either. Yeah, yeah. God damn. For anybody out there right now, God, it's awful outside. It's horrible. Um, that was the thing with that game, though, Is is everybody wanted to be incredibly excited about it because it was kind of pushing the envelope in terms of scale like that. And you don't see that with racing games. I kind of talked to goat about it a little bit last night, but the closest thing I could think of that, that kind of tried to do that um, and did it to good reviews was burnout paradise. And then a couple of the need for speed games did it just after they did it. Yeah. And, uh, but even those maps, you could fit those maps in a small corner of the the, world map for the crew. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and I mean,
1: and it, it takes two two good ideas. I mean, it's basically your need for speed, most wanted, like storyline, you know, street gang, blah, blah, work your way up, right? Right. And then the, the map and, like, the, the side quests and stuff like that kind of remind me of, like, Watch Dogs. Cause oh, like, really? Yeah, because you'll be, like, cruising along, and you'll hit this little, like, there'll be little, like, icons in the middle of the road as you're driving, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll hit them, and it's like, oh, slalom through these invisible, you know, these virtual poles, or hit all oh, these okay, marks okay. and stuff like that. And, then, you know, that gives you money and stuff like that. So, I mean, while you're driving 45 minutes across the country... They give you things yeah, to, to do got on the way. shit to keep you occupied. Yeah. Okay, all
0: right. Cool.
1: So, but yeah, that's going to take up a lot of my time. <laughs> that's about all i've done i've already put probably six hours into it so, so.
2: that's that's what goat will be playing for yeah. the next like six episodes when we ask what are you playing He's just gonna say crew. crew and
1: move on yeah. so <laughs> and then speaking of that
2: um i will be i've been i tried
1: my first broadcast.
0: Yeah, uh, your, your Twitch stream. I know yeah, uh, day, Michelle and I were watching you for I, uh, a little bit.
1: I, I suck at it. I apologize. I will improve that. <laughs> Apparently, I need to talk more. You, because, you just got to talk more. Just yeah. because
0: I, at, at first, Michelle didn't realize that, 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 sh- that we could hear you. Yeah. Like, you were just driving, you're driving, you're driving, you're driving. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you like you like came around the corner and there was just all of a sudden semi and you just like face planted into the semi and we just, you go, oh shit, Michelle's like, wait, we can hear him? Wait, can he hear us? And we're just like, no, 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 <laughs> it's one way, everything's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that was an incident. But today, today I got hit by a train, so uh, it uh, happens. apparently, yeah, pay attention when you're driving. If you're on the train tracks, there is a train. Just for future <laughs> <laughs> reference. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had
0: that happen to watch Dogs a couple times.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, my. A- <laughs> right. Train tracks. Yeah. Yes, got that. They're here for a reason. But uh, yeah, so I've, I've been streaming it and stuff like that. If anybody wants to play with me, um, it's Sir Goatsworth. Like all my social media. If you're looking for me, it's gonna be Sir Go- Goatsworth because you know it makes sense to have it all the same shit. Yep, I like it. So, what have you been playing, Charlie?
0: Um, so, so first of all, um, I actually went back, and um, you might remember a little game that was one of the first free um, Xbox One uh, games with uh, free games with gold thing. Uh, Ma- oh well. Okay. You might. You specifically <laughs> might not remember this, but uh, it's a game called Max: The Curse of the Brotherhood. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I've played that. It's 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 not bad. Like I I played a little bit when it first came out and it was just kind of like meh, but um I just I was. I was buried under cats, and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> and I, um, I wanted something to play and there. The disc that was in the Xbox One, I don't remember what it was. I think it was um, uh, Shape Up. And so I was, clearly I wasn't playing that because I was buried under cats. And so I was just kind of looked through the, 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 the downloaded games I had in there, and I came across that and was like, oh, yeah, I never played this. So I went back to it. And it's actually kind of fun. Um, It's—I um, I'm trying to remember the name of the um, – it's a sequel to a game that was on the 3DS, I think. I'm currently not remembering the name of it. But the, the the gist of it is it's a side scroller kind of adventure game, and you have to like kind of like draw on your environment. Oh, you're talking about Draw to Life. Um, was that on the DS? Called?
1: We had to like draw stuff and get you through the levels.
0: Yeah, that may or may I, I don't remember. No, if there's one me. on the Wii too. Yeah, that may be it. I don't, okay. don't remember right now for sure. But um, a little blonde headed kid. Um, maybe yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, that's the gist. And yeah. um, I had only like not even gotten through the first level, and um, so. The, uh, the initial power of just being able to draw on um, you know yeah there's there's the, the spots in the world that you can draw you can't just draw anywhere yeah and so there's you know like there's glowing orange spots you could draw on to make things happen um, and I thought that, I thought it was like really simple but then I went back and I started to play more and you end up getting more powers and more abilities as you go and it actually becomes like a pretty decent puzzler oh, so, nice. um, so so that's pretty cool I, I believe it's on sale right now for for like three or four dollars or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah so that. um so there's that
2: yeah i got it when it was free too and uh it it, it was nice to get it for free because yeah. it is a, a charming little game yeah but uh, three or four bucks is a drop in the bucket for it and you know pick it up it's fun mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good game. yeah definitely
0: and then um uh, aside from that um i played a little, little bit more of sunset overdrive still enjoying it um a uh, good game really uh, really happy i picked that up um, I'm still uh, helping Michelle out with her Peggle 2 achievements. Um she is um I, you know I I've, I've, I've contributed very little to uh <laughs> to the overall scheme of what she's done but I can say that out of um out of 240 so so every Peggle level has three optional objectives like usually it's all like one of them is like completely clear out the board not just the orange pegs and then there's ones like you get a certain score or like do different trick shots or whatever. Um there's 240 of those total in the entire game. She only has 11 more to go. Wow. So Good god <laughs> Yeah, so um, she's just she's going
1: to own Peggle, too.
2: Well, when we were here last week, you were like, oh, we started playing Peggle, too. again." Yeah. so in less than a week ti- week's time, she's turned into like this Peggle savage down there just tearing it up. man. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. wow. That, that's pretty
0: much it. Um, and then the other thing that I played was um, I played episode one of Tales from the Borderlands, which I enjoyed a lot more than I expected to. Um, i I got maybe a quarter of the way through the first borderlands what initially came out, and I just it just didn't grab me just because it seems like the game is is leveled and um and balanced so, so that you really should be playing it with multiple people like yeah, to get through that system. game by yourself is really hard yeah. and boring it's, it seems yeah I the
2: same problem and i got bored of it too yeah
0: yeah and just because of my schedule and just you know my, the, the sporadic availability i have to play video games being able to organize with like a group of people to play through a game is near impossible for me so i don't even bother trying um so i i didn't you know i, I stopped playing borderlands one half you know like like i say like maybe not even a quarter of the way through never touched borderlands 2 and so i had really had no interest in playing this but a Telltale is just killing it constantly with all of their offerings. we talked about Game of Thrones last week and go last mm-hmm. week you were t- telling me about how much you enjoyed uh, Tales from the Borderlands. You sold me on it, and it, it's um it was on sale at the time. The epi- episode one for like again like like four bucks or whatever. So I said why the heck not? Yeah. And and um, I really really like it. It's, I, I um, like the, the I like
1: the the twist and the t- way they tell the story this time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um you know, in case anybody's interested and isn't familiar, you basically play through as two different characters and, and the, your story you, you, the um. The 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 game is you basically these two characters telling this story from their own viewpoints to this guy who at least for the end of the first episode you don't know who he is. I say guy in quotes because it may be a female we don't know because yeah. um, he's in like a suit with a mask and talking through like a voice modulator. Yeah, but um, uh, so yeah, it's and of course be, their versions of the stories differ a little bit and there's a lot of that. You know, one of the one of the things I definitely do like about Borderlands is like the humor mm. and just um just the lightheartedness it has about it given the environment and you know, just it's you know the uh you know the monsters and everything that's happening so um no but i, I really enjoyed it the story was good the uh, the game is just gorgeous yeah i mean like the you know it's you know the it it, it very it took very well took the whole the, the the cell shaded um you know visual aspect of borderlands and translated it into the telltale uh engine to you know very well oh yeah it looks phenomenal
2: i've heard a lot of people say that uh the ones that don't like borderlands cause there is a, a small contingency of people out there who don't care for that series as it is. I've right. heard that this game has been able to convert a bunch of people yeah. to appreciating the borderlands lore and sort of the world yeah. that it takes yep. place in without needing to delve into those first two games. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I've had a couple of people tell me that it, it, Kind of gives you a, a fresh entry point into the the series, which is kind of cool. And yeah. I would
0: agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, just in general, if you like, if if you've liked anything the Telltale's ever, uh, any, if you've liked anything the Telltale has ever done, don't let the fact that this is Borderlands scare you off of it because it is just as good as anything else that they put out. Yeah, they're awesome.
1: con- continually proving that as long as it says Telltale, it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> what it's built in, yeah. <laughs> which is giving me hope for the whole. Minecraft thing. but you
2: know, well, that's, that's amazing it. to me how rabid of a following Telltale has developed in the last couple of years just based making, on what they've been doing, you know. You should be following them. Their games aren't broke. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I, <laughs> yeah. have, no, I have absolutely no, uh, no opposition to playing their games. And I have played uh, the first... Uh, the first chapter of uh, you know, Walking Dead Season one <laughs> you're I just You're so far behind. I am. I'm so far behind. It's, it's an issue with time. You know, whenever I start yeah. doing my pile of shame and prioritizing what I should be playing, somehow they don't make it to well, the front end because i got a list in front of it a mile long. You know? the,
1: the nice thing about that, though, is like Charlie has the same crazy schedule like you do. And the Telltale games, I've noticed, work out really well because you only have to like, etch out an hour and a half to two hours of a week to do the episode, and then you're good for a couple months. And it auto yeah.
0: all the time. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, you can you can literally just play it until you're like, oh, I got to go and just turn off. And awesome. You, you won't be like a couple minutes away from your last option. Yeah, I yeah. have a
2: bunch of those games, too. I just haven't gotten to most of them, so uh, maybe that'll be on my hit list coming up here soon. <laughs>
0: yeah. As, yeah, especially for just hit quick, because, you know, if you have like 15 minutes to kill, it's
2: perfect for that. Great. Sounds good.
1: Speaking of your hit list, what did you hit this week?
2: Um, a little bit of a light week. Something uh, that kind of seems to come with the beginning of the year is once you kind of get out of your... You know, big blockbuster game season, November, December, if you've played through most everything or at least played enough of it to sate your appetite, then you're kind of looking at the the rest of the month going, what the hell do I do now? (laughs) You know, and uh, so I am trying to finish Child of Light. You know, I mentioned that I had started it last week. It's moving real slow just because I had a crazy week. Um, I spent more time than I expected to with a couple of uh, Android games. Uh, you won't hear me sling mobile games terribly often <laughs> on this show, um, mostly because you have to spend so much time sifting through junk to find anything worth playing right. on there. But uh, there was a, a little puzzle game that, that popped up on Android a couple years ago called The Room. That was oh, actually I love pretty good. Oh, so, uh, see, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I just now got around to playing the second one. I know it's been out for a little while, and yeah. I just finished it, and it was good, man. It's uh, easily worth the cash, and you know, something you can sit down and play for 15 minutes and really kind of stretch your brain a little bit because the puzzles are ingeniously designed. Sound is really sharp. Um, I actually do recommend playing with headphones in uh, because <laughs> it's it's got a good ambience to it. You know, yeah, a- it's atmospheric. De- sound design is very, yeah, cool yeah. They did a great job on it. So, and uh, it's sufficiently. Uh, uh, Lovecraftian, you know, I don't know, it's kind of creepy and, you know, kind of neat, so I dug that. Yeah, um, It's like
0: it's like a darker mist, just, just yeah. a little bit less.
2: Yeah, yeah, there you go. You, you didn't did
1: see the look on Goat's face. <laughs> How do you get darker than mist?
2: Um, yeah, so, uh, I also, I also played, um, Hitman Go, which, um, it's a little, uh, Little Square Enix game, you know, that uh, it's based on the the Hitman series, obviously, Mm -hmm. and it, it features some inspired levels by it. I don't know how to describe this other than to say it's a puzzle game that they made aesthetically look like a board game. It's got like little pieces and stuff that move oh, along. So it's, it's not at so, all like a hitman. Game. No, oh, okay. not, not. I mean, it is. You take people out and you collect guns and you have to <laughs> kill your target and you, but it's so it's a virtual tabletop hitman. Yes. Game? It, I mean, That's it so looks weird. like a, the sound design, <laughs> yeah. the look of it, it's all very uh, appropriate. That's the only way I can describe it to you, uh, but it was surprisingly deep and fun and uh, there's a lot of content for it for uh, you know an app that I, I paid 99 cents for. So <laughs> I actually played that a hell of a lot more than I intended to. I bought it just to check it out and see what it was about because uh, I had heard good things about it. But it's actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, I love those um, happy accidents. <laughs> I have gone back because I am incredibly late to the party, and I never played the Witcher game. So I started playing the original Witcher. Goat looks like he's going to just how, fall how, out of his chair. How, and, how do you miss, like, um, that? I, you, you know, up, I was Three's in the middle out. of playing so many other things. I don't know how The Witcher got by me. It just... Uh, the Witcher did not chart, and CD Projekt Red did not chart in in my brain until Witcher 2 came out and everybody made such a big mm-hmm. deal about how good it was. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing The Witcher on shelves. I just yeah. walked by it and picked something else up at the time. <laughs> um I do very much want to get into that series because I've heard nothing but good yeah. things about it. So, um, you know, I'm going back and playing. It's dated, you know, yeah. by today's standards. Combat's pretty rough. Yeah, but it's uh, good. But it does, it's, it looks really good for yeah. its age. So voiceover work isn't so great either. But uh, but for its time, yeah. it was good. You well, you got to get I mean? a hustle like felt, up, though. Yeah. It's
1: right around the oh, corner. Oh, that's
2: why I'm doing it. You know, I'm trying to get caught up in enough time to, to jump on that, that train and, <laughs> and catch it while it's moving. So, uh, And then I, I played... Um, I had mentioned last week that I was going to talk a little bit about the uh, the Halo Five multiplayer beta because yeah. I spent some time with that this week. I got some time with it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to go into detail for one more week because I. I just, I need a little more time with it. it, it your, your, your
0: yeah, your solid yeah. opinion. I've,
2: I've got some thoughts on it and, um, you know, I want to, I want to kind of double check my position <laughs> on that before I state anything because it is a beta, you know, yeah. and I want to make sure I give it a fair rub sure. and I've got a couple other things I want to try with it with, um, you know, alternate control screens and stuff like that, or our control schemes and stuff like that. I've heard that uh, some of the control setups that they put in there can kind of optimize the experience for you. And I'm just playing with the default control scheme right oh, okay. now. So I'm going to wait a little bit longer to opine. Um, <laughs> You know, but that'll probably be next week, so I played a chunk of that. That's it. That's kind of a slow week for me for gaming.
0: I've had slower, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, now that you know I've done this week in video games, let's see what the industry's done this week in video games. (laughs)
2: Okay, coming in at number five uh, in an article originally published on Polygon. uh, RuneScape player leaves one hell of a tip for the pizza guy. Um, I love this story. It, this is a good story. This is in a time where in, in gaming where there's not a lot of happy <laughs> going on. This is a, a pretty pretty awesome story. Uh, Joey DeGrandis of Ypsilanti, Michigan, decided while streaming uh, RuneScape for a, a really lengthy 18-hour period that he needed a pizza. While he uh, set out to order this pizza from his favorite place out there, which is uh, called Jet's, uh, he, he managed to garner enough viewers during his stream to... Ask them to participate in in donations for a, a big tip for the pizza guy, which is a really sweet thing. You know? yeah. So it's kind of a two part thing. You know, this guy comes up with the idea, but nobody has to donate. Mm-hmm. Everybody donated, and well, um, the pizza driver gets there is a gentleman by the name of Charlie McCormick, um, who the article does mention sadly and kind of like uh, tragically that his mother passed away in September. Um, that's, that's weird. No, of all not the things, in context at all. I know. It's not. I can only imagine that maybe they were thinking that. Uh, well, look, he deserves you know a big giant tip because his mother died, which is kind of in morbid. In September, so, yes. Um, the tip got to this gentleman, Charlie McCormick. Uh, he got a one thousand two hundred and thirty dollar <laughs> tip, which is a, which is a fifty five hundred percent gratuity. Um, which, I mean, probably, uh, probably the yeah. best day of his life ever at work, you know? Yeah. There's probably three weeks pay. I just, I'm
0: trying to, I'm trying to imagine the interaction. It's like, hey, I got your pizza. Um, so here's the thing. Um, I have a tip for you. It might seem a little odd. Thousand? How much? Thousand five hundred dollars. Dude, if
2: I'm delivering a pizza to somebody and they slip twelve hundred bucks in my pocket, I'm expecting them to want me to take my pants off at that point. That's where we're, That's where. It's, that's usually what follows. It's like you know, like a low level indecent proposal kind of territory. Then it's, it's kind of kind of gnarly. So but what are you doing? Uh, well, this is where we go from here, right? Right. That's the worst part. What happens if he gives him the money and he just starts taking his clothes off? He doesn't even ask him. He's just like, no, no, no. no. It's a tip. It's a tip. Well, it's
0: Tuesday, but <laughs> all right.
2: I know. <laughs> That's awesome. He gave him a tip. He thought he said just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So you know what? Uh, Joey DeGrandis, uh Vipsilani, Michigan. Good job, man. You know, if uh, if everybody did such yeah. nice things in gaming, man, uh, maybe yeah, uh, maybe the gaming yeah. world would be a, a brighter place. Way so. to put Michigan
1: back on the map.
2: There you go. <laughs> Coming in at number four in an article originally posted to GameSpot, PlayStation TV price cuts across U.S. retailers. Hey, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I seem to recall somebody last episode <laughs> mentioning that there could be a little bit of fallout.
0: Yeah, just maybe. Just I maybe.
2: don't know, yeah. man. Wow, we are good. <laughs> that's what happens when you're the secret Google CEO, CEO of yes. Google. You know you know things. Yep. yep. I mean, no. <laughs> that's right. so, yeah, I mean, it's one of these days we're going to catch you, dude. <laughs> um, so, essentially, for those of you who aren't familiar with the, uh, the PlayStation TV as a product, uh, the packages currently sell in two formats right now. You get the, just the base model for $100, and then there's a, a, a one that's bundled with a controller. It's $140. And
0: um, a memory card and a copy of Lego... Something
2: the the Lego Movie game. There you go. All right. See a lot of lot of lot of bonus for that that extra forty bucks. Yeah. Kind of feel like you know. Yeah. Um, GameStop, Amazon, and Best Buy have taken it upon themselves to start selling those two bundles for eighty dollars and a hundred dollars, respectively. Um, which led everybody to assume that PlayStation was going to be announcing a price cut for the PlayStation TV um PlayStation rep of course. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. They're doing this completely of their own volition. We did not okay this. They're doing this themselves. Um when the the article was originally published, the speculation was still kind of left open. It was updated a couple days later and uh it it still does kind of ask the question, is this kind of a, a portent of things to come? Didn't you know? some,
0: did not some I was maybe I don't know if it was the same article or not, but I thought I saw that a couple other retailers also ended up dropping the price like gamestop and i think somebody else well, gamestop also...
2: yeah i mentioned gamestop on you oh, but okay. but but the 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 list of retailers that are participating in dropping the price does seem to be sort of slowly growing yeah. which even though sony is trying to kind of maybe damage control it and say no no that's fine we're going to keep charging full retail price it kind of makes you wonder whether or not the kind of your your one of your predictions last week it kind of okay. makes you wonder if it's just barely down the pipeline I and mean, what do you guys think
0: uh, well you know what I think. <laughs> I know what you think. <laughs> um, you know it's uh it the, the it doesn't the, the PlayStation TV definitely does not seem to be living up to its promise of what it can be uh, what it can do and what it can be capable of, especially with like the some of the remote play and remote streaming functionality and uh you know the um uh the 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 PlayStation Now or whatever it is, um the the the, the streaming service, the online esque yeah, yeah. streaming service. Um You know, I, I I'm told that it's better, but at least at the time when I tried it, like the lag made the games absolutely unplayable and um
2: you uh, know, I wonder if this is a a product of bad marketing, though, because uh, from what I've heard of of the people who are using it, it's not a bad product. It's just nobody's buying it. No, not, I don't. They're think, not talking about it. Nobody's buying. I don't it. think. I don't think the
0: Everyman has any idea what it is and what yeah, it does. No, I don't think so either. It's it's a Vita 2.0. Yeah, but, yeah, they
1: They're like, like Vita, and we're all like, yeah. What what what's a Vita exactly? And they're like, it's this, and you're like. Okay. Do I need that?
0: Well, I mean, it's and, but it's worse on top of that because <clears> at least the Vita was the successor to an already relatively yeah. successful product.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. A relatively. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. But you know, the PlayStation TV is is it's a new product category yeah. for Sony, mm-hmm. and it's just like like you know, it, you know, but like we said, it's it's like a plain black box, and it's called PlayStation TV, and so mm-hmm. a lot of people, I, I think, a lot of people just don't understand what it is and what it does. Yeah. Um. You know, we live in our gaming world bubble, and so you know, we you know we we follow this stuff and we pay mm-hmm. attention to this stuff, but I think. You know, average mom and pop when they're out, so you know, I I, I I thought they sold barely any of these things over Christmas season because
2: I don't think I don't think they do what they were, yeah. frankly. Nah, it's unfortunate, man. Well, another I mean, another failed hardware attempt yeah. you know, and, and you know, it's one of those things that when you when you hear about what it does do, I I, I really well, thought this one was gonna to be, well, well, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I, I really thought maybe they they had something with this and it was gonna actually yeah kind of turn into something. Yeah,
1: but it kind of falls fall, falls under that like we yeah, where we didn't know what the hell that was supposed to do. It falls kind of under like the Fire TV and the Google TV and stuff like that where you're not sure what the hell it's supposed to do because yeah. they're not doing so hot either. I mean, they're selling, but it's like a lot of people are like so what am I buying here? What 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 is this do? Yeah. And right. like this that that world, this like new stream box world is still unknown to like the masses everybody's
2: kind of in in that orbit but uh nobody's found the the one product to kind of pull it together yet so
1: for a hundred bucks a game and a controller uh, i might i might just have to pick one up to you know put it in that shelf of remember this
0: (laughs) (laughs) if if i if i had a ps4 in my house Mm -hmm. i I probably would be getting one now at at this price it's worth it because Mm -hmm. with with at least the hope that the remote streaming capabilities would improve yeah um just just in house like the the idea of i've said this before the idea of being able to leave my console in the living room and be able to play it on the tv in like the bedroom or somewhere else i mean i love that because with the 360 i bought two 360s one for the living room one for the bedroom so mm. that i could do that i mean like i know moving my console isn't that big of a deal but still i'm lazy so um you're in good company yeah <laughs> um so uh signing in is way easier than unplugging yeah yeah it is <laughs> And uh, and I'm also kind of a klutz, and so I probably would have dropped the thing at some point. So. But yeah, anyways. Um, so it's um, you know, uh, yeah. So so you know the price drop. Uh, yeah,
2: it's well, you know, what I think. Yeah, there you go. You know, not only did your prediction uh, start to kind of roll out, it didn't even, We made it a week. <laughs> I swear, I made that prediction before this article was written. Good God! Well, I guess guess time's going to tell on the PlayStation TV. We'll yeah. see where it leans. Uh, coming in at number three, probably the funniest thing that I have read in I don't know how long. Um, it, this is an article uh, that states, "Man hate buys, <laughs> man hate buys Rosaline and Luma Amiibo in bulk so fans can't have them."
0: To be clear, this was not published on the on the Onion or any other satirical no, website. this, this is, is a real article. Thing.
2: This this happened. Okay, <laughs> so um, a, a gentleman who who says that he's a collector of vintage Nintendo items. It goes by the name of uh, Daily Dose or Mario Plumber T-E-H of course. Uh, pre-ordered more than a hundred Rosalina uh, Rosalina, excuse me, and Lumia Amiibo just because he hates the characters. Can't stand him. So he, he was directly quoted as saying, I do not appreciate Rosalina appearing in almost every recent Mario game to date. The fact Nintendo promotes her so much and people praise her is just disgusting. So this guy is like legitimately pissed off and can't stand these He's characters. Kind of dark huh? board
1: with Rosalita's face on it. In his yeah.
2: house. he went on to say, "I hate her fans too. I know for a fact her amiibo will be among one of the most popular, which is why I took the time to wait and pre-order over a hundred of her. I do not want her fans to be happy. It just crushes me that Nintendo from the good days went to this shit for character designs." That's that's
3: like <laughs> I can't help but feel as so, though
2: there's something deeper there. Um, who does this kind of I, shit, I man? Know. Like, did he have, like, a, a girlfriend named Rosalina or
1: something that Maybe, awry?
2: man. I don't know what it is. You know, he, he, he also said that he's already spent more than four grand on his Amiibo collection. And he has an additional $35,000 set aside to invest in whatever it is he plans to do. Presumably spending all of it you know, on jumping on, people I, out of their, let, their let, figures. Let's, so on. he's in the garage.
0: <laughs> $4,000 worth. Let, 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 let's bring this back okay. for a second let's let's all just realize we 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 are uh, talking about what we assume is somebody who is an adult human being yeah with because apparently they've got $35,000 in a, in a war chest <laughs> like for the specific
1: purpose <laughs> one day of, nintendo's going <laughs> to fuck up and i'm going to use that money to pick it right
0: good <laughs> the god specific purpose of going out and attempting to 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 skew the whole the, the entire supply chain of Nintendo distribution of these figures. Just two <laughs> figures. But, Just two. But, oh, uh, no, there's there's more. It's, it's one figure. It's Rosalina holding. Yeah, He's got plans. He's yeah. got yeah.
2: plans. He's a forward thinker, you see.
0: But, I mean, I don't think this guy has very much intelligence. Because, I'm sorry, he ordered 100... Of these pre-ordered figures. 100 of and them. he did he did this as i understand it by having several of like several of like, shipped to friends and families and things yes. like that um yeah a hundred do you i don't think he probably realizes that there's probably but, thousands and thousands of these things out there and the way the supply and demand works is if people are having a hard time buying them and nintendo sees oh look we've sold out of all our figures we should probably make more is <laughs> how that usually goes usually so but <laughs> no go ahead go <laughs>
1: logistics guy. So this guy pre-orders his Target's stock, mm-hmm. only his Target stock. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not that, that, that there's four stores in this town. It could have been getting.
0: Amazon. It could have
1: been yeah. We don't. But know. I'm saying, like, just to put it in the grand scheme of things, like a Target probably got a hundred, one Target probably got a hundred of these in their, in their, you know, for the display. And they're they're at the at the most. Yeah, they're stocker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so his Target wiped out. Good job, buddy. Good job. There's a guy, like Charlie said, who's standing next to a plastic mold machine right now who can push a green button and make those in probably 45 seconds. (laughs)
2: Look, I mean, given that this guy claims to be a collector of vintage Nintendo goods and he seems to loathe obviously loathe newer Nintendo character designs. I've got to assume that this is just a crotchety get off my lawn. Like, goddamn kids and their new goddamn Nintendo characters. (laughs) Get off my lawn. I'm going to buy 100 of them. 200 if I must. (laughs) Hey, God, I'm retired. Dude, there's been this bizarre contingency between the discussion we had last week about, like, Lizard Squad people saying, you should go outside and play. And now this guy's saying, you should not buy these characters because they suck. It's just this army of assholes trying to tell everybody what to do with their time and money. Like, where did these people come from all of a sudden, man? It's crazy. Strange yeah. time we're living in. Um, he did say, though, that he plans to spend heavily on uh, Lucina, Palutina, Robin, and Zero Suit Samus all out of a similar hatred for those characters. So, right, Which dude. are
0: all female.
2: Is yes. I, I find oh, that somebody's angry at their mother. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. It's mama rage. Yep. See, uh, see,
1: now me and him have an issue because Zero Suit, suit Samus did nothing to you, pal. Just back yeah. off it. I don't know, man. Rosalina, I get the whole weird mother hen thing. She drives me at the wall.
2: See you know what the you know what the irony of this is this guy's being a total jerk ass and he's probably going to end up watch he'll be sitting on a hundred of each of those figures and then fifteen years from now he'll 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 have picked the the handful that become really popular and then he will have a hundred of each of them and he'll, he'll put them up all online and get a small fortune from later he'll just get his money back God. that is the worst
0: no he'll like yeah yeah triple his his yeah, investment that's right that is the worst he'll part buy stock in
2: Nintendo yeah. and and get the Amiibo shut down like yeah, no more. Oh uh, man, and strange people living out there, man.
1: Well, I mean, at least he's investing in something.
0: <laughs> at least he's keeping Nintendo in the green.
2: Yes. Yeah, investing yes. in the the tears of all the other children <laughs>
1: that's, worldwide that's that can't have their figures. That's fine. He's keeping Amiibos coming out, and we since we U consoles aren't selling, we're we're, we're floating them along here. There yeah, and
0: I mean, like I, I say this half jokingly, but at least he's not like. Taking his rage into the form of a gun into Nintendo's headquarters because there are much worse ways for him to exercise his ire. Yes, so, that's fine. Yes, you, know, yeah, so you it's, swipe that credit card angrily, sir.
2: that's yeah. right. It's, uh, uh, I'm gonna punch my numbers in so hard. That's right. You
1: know, it, it could be what keyboards you know. has he gone through? I wonder. Yeah, yeah. don't <laughs> no, well, maybe like, he's also
0: mad at Logitech for making keyboards that can't. <laughs> when that the can't. dust settles, <laughs> be, so, uh, sir. You need to invest in a dust keyboard. <laughs> that, that's a real thing.
2: <laughs> nice, oof, man, time machine, old school. Uh, well, good luck to that gentleman. Hopefully, uh, he finds whatever the fuck he's looking for. I guess. Um. Satisfaction? Oof. he can't get no. <laughs> <Ooh>. oh, <laughs> no Rolling Stone. Cards. Jesus. Bad Charlie. <laughs> Sorry. I think
1: the only guy who got that joke
2: is the guy <laughs> who's rage ordering. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming in at number two, Valve skips Dev Day this year, promising big showing at GDC. This article was originally published on Polygon. Um, with Steam Dev Days last year, took place in January. It was in, uh, I think it was in Las Vegas, if I recall correctly. That's right. Um, 15th and 16th, actually, in Seattle. So not at all. <laughs> not at all, Las Vegas. I don't know why I thought Las Vegas. Um, oh, wait—that's uh, CES. It's
1: in Vegas. Yeah, okay. that's
2: right. That's right. Um, they they had a pretty good showing last year of guests. Uh, they had AMD, Intel, Nvidia, Oculus, and Unity. All of those people were there. They also had a, a ton of uh, developers there—1,200 people for the first year event. So not a bad turnout for their their first time putting that together. Um, they have decided to entirely forego that event this year uh, in favor of uh, seemingly bolstering their uh, all of their strength for GDC. Um, so. So they, they did say they're just not doing it at all. Um, anywhere that anybody's looked around, no mention. Um, since they pitched it last year of uh, the new controller they're working on, that haptic controller they're working on, um, so everyone's kind of expecting all of this to just blow up, whatever it is they're doing. And I know we talked a little bit about some Steam Machines predictions for last year too, so right. the timing of this works out perfectly versus predictions. So
1: Well, that makes complete sense, actually, because why would you have an event in January when GDC's at, in March? Yeah. I mean, it, you, I mean, and everybody's at GDC. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that, that'd be like having your event in May and then going to E3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you um, know, nobody. Uh, hey, you said that all last month. Nobody cares. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah it, it's one thing to try and like have a spotlight on yourself, but I mean, like that's when only a couple of the spotlights are gonna be paying attention. Yeah, and right? all the spotlights are pointed yeah. at, at Gamers Developers Conference. Mm-hmm. And if they walk in there and if they blow the the you know the you know all. Everything about Steam Machine and the control and everything wide open. Like maybe maybe they're going to pull a, a a a Sega Saturn and say like, by the way, it's available in a week. You know, and um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's it's, ent- it's it's entirely possible that their plan is just simply to win "quote unquote" Gamers Developers Conference just by you know some big reveal there when everybody's already looking in that direction.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the thing that I think everybody seems to find odd about it is is that there's there's a number of different ways they could go about doing this, and I whatever it is, if they're if they're kind of saving up to to blow the whole thing at at gdc then it kind of makes you feel like whatever it is they're putting together wouldn't have been the best contender for e3 since that's coming up later this year you know i i just i wonder whether or not they're going to talk anymore about whatever the actual steam you know steam box is going to be the steam machines you know they've got we talked about it last week some of the off-brand ones that were there but still nothing for their actual dedicated unit yeah. or, or the the operating system for it. And especially it,
0: so. just at CES, just this last week, yeah. you know, like Alienware, you know, Alienware has a Steam machine. Yeah. Alienware ha- at, at, at CES has a giant, giant, like, like room showing off all their various hardware. Steam, nowhere to be found. Like, complete no-show. And so, it, um, it definitely seems like that, um, I mean, the only thing that makes any sense because is that Valve had requested that people like pull back all their seam stuff and that they're, they're like really just, it's, it just seems like they're, they're holding everything real close to the chest and that they're just waiting for, you know, like I say, like, like I say, the, the, the only thing that I can figure is just that they're waiting for, they're, 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 instead of trying to do their own thing, they're just waiting for an event where all, everybody's already going to be at the try and release or reveal Man. or whatever it is already there. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think it makes more sense for them to do their thing at GDC rather than E3 because E3 is just so commercialized and it's just all about the press and everything. Yeah. And that's just not valve style. Yeah, you know, man. it's, um, you know, valve to me is a much better fit for GDC mm-hmm. than for E3 just because of just how they are and just the way that they
2: work. So, sure. um,
0: that's the, you know, that, that's what I see anyways.
2: No, well, I guess we're going to have to wait to see what happens. Uh, you know, come GDC. Um, gama sutra did manage to get a kind of a an official word from a valve representative um you know what they said directly was uh, this year our focus will be a bit different so we are planning a larger than usual presence a presence at gdc so there will not be a steam dev days this year so who knows if they'll bring it back you know the kind of word on the the first year's response to that it was really laid back everybody seemed to enjoy it so
0: i can only imagine that if that if things with the steam machine were to go forward that they would have it again eventually
2: try yeah, to turn just, into a year but they, like they, the, yeah, they need yeah. to move
0: it back that needs to be like a september thing when nothing's really
1: yeah, going on yeah mm. that's
2: true guess we'll find out all right coming in at number one nintendo will no longer sell consoles or games in brazil um this is big news this man is crazy this is huge news um who who doesn't who doesn't want Nintendo products? You know. So, so
0: I, I saw the headline, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to look into this particular
2: article. What is their reasoning? For this? Uh, the the sort of official word is uh, that it's just too expensive to do business there. You know. Um, so
0: it's it's like like tariffs and just like taxes and things like oh that. Yeah. High
2: yeah. tariffs on electronics okay. um, is the is the primary reason. Okay. You know, to give to give you guys and to give uh, listeners who may not be familiar um, with the pricing down there. The PlayStation 4 is 4,000 Brazilian real, which translates to about 1,500 bucks US. So to get a PS4 in Brazil, you're paying $1,500. And that's, you know, that's a massive markup. You yeah,
0: know? That's, that's in a lot of countries. I know Australia is, is a lot of the same way. Like, to buy mm-hmm. like, like, it's the same kind of thing. Like, like, consoles and software down in Australia is like three, four times, like, their equivalent US dollar than what they are up here. And yeah. it's not, you know, a lot of people say, like, I, I remember, um... Uh, there was a big deal with Adobe, uh, with Adobe with their with their uh, creative suite, um, like you know Photoshop and all that, yeah. that um, that they were charging some ridiculous amount for for it down there, and um, they, you know they came out and they said like, listen, it's not our fault. We would love to be able to sell it to the same price, but this price increase, this is not us. This is not us trying to gouge customers i'm sure that nintendo and sony and everybody else would say the same thing it's not you know this is just what we have to charge because of all these tariffs and taxes and just fees and just all this other crap that's involved in 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 importing all this stuff and being able to sell it in a different country like it's just the way that it is and so yeah that that unfortunately makes perfect sense
2: but it's 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 not just one of them it seems like everybody's having that problem with just the price of doing business down there microsoft Um they're selling Xboxes down there for two twenty uh, two hundred real, which translates to eight hundred bucks uh US. Um but they have a manufacturing plant down there in a town not too far uh, from. So you know, that helps. Yeah,
0: that explains the... the so yeah, there yeah. is a
2: you know there is a big savings there between yeah. the three of them. Um, the Wii U down there is selling for eighteen ninety nine real, uh, so eight hundred and thirty dollars U S. Which the way their economy has shifted as of now sits at about seven hundred bucks U S. So uh, for the low low price of seven hundred dollars, could you imagine buy a Wii going in and paying seven hundred dollars for a no. Wii U? Or oh, you could can buy one, <laughs> try to buy one from another country and ship. That thing in for a small portion of practice price.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, so I used to work at a, um, I'll just say a major electronics retailer, and um, they had stores in Florida, and they, um, I've heard stories of salesmen down there and who would literally sell pallets of TVs to guys who would just take them and put them on a boat. And just take them to you know uh, to Cuba or you know Puerto Rico or just you know or one of those other countries that are within boating boating distance of like Florida or whatever. It's just like the the markup on that stuff and like just the like you know the the ability to do that, it's just it's crazy.
2: Yeah, if you sell that stuff for half of what it's being charged for in that country, you're there still you're making, still making a ton of money back yeah. on yeah, it. Yeah. Especially if you're buying them, it's in full skids. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. You know, I guess you don't stop to think that uh, you know we get everything pretty easy over here yeah. in contrast to other portions of the world but yeah. i mean this is this is big i mean nintendo's not a small company but if they if they can look at a market like this and go it's not we're, we're pulling out completely and brazil is not a, it's a overly congested place like it's, it's your people on top of each other in brazil so there's a lot of money to be made there you know i just kind of wonder i wonder what their sales figures look like down there you know
1: well i mean and the weird thing is is brazil's known for being like kind of a bigger uh, I mean, of the, you know, the offshoots or whatever like that. One of the bigger gaming countries.
2: Yeah, it's, it's I've got to imagine there's plenty of money coming yeah. in down there. So it, it, as far as the cost of doing business, you got to figure they had to be losing their asses down there. or They wouldn't have pulled out. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's if, the, the other side of it is that with what you said about there being so many people down there that actually when you mention it could be a negative because when you're that overly congested with people, jobs are a lot harder to come by. I mean this is the same kind of problem that you, that you see in like in, in China and other Asian manufacturing companies it's like you know when you know you you you've, you've if you've come across any of the stories about like the manufacturing of like the iPhone and things like that it's like people over there literally work for like a dollar a day or 2 dollars a day but nonetheless people are lined up for those jobs because just jobs are so hard to come by and there's literally like you said people living on top of other people down there so just because there's a lot of people unfortunately does not mean there's a lot of money to be made it actually could mean quite the opposite
2: that's unfortunate, man. Well, Nintendo did put out an official statement, kind of trying to explain what it is they're doing down there, and this is what they had to say in response to ongoing developments in the Brazilian market. Nintendo of America Inc. today announced ch- uh, announced changes to the physical distribution of its products in that country, starting in January 2015. Gaming Do Brasil, a wholly owned subsidiary of Wegos de Video Latin America will no longer distribute Nintendo products in Brazil. Gaming Do Brazil has distributed Nintendo products in the country for the past four years. Despite the changes in Brazil, juegos de Video Latin America will continue to be Nintendo's distributor for Latin America, and they remain committed to the brand and the region. Brazil is an important market for Nintendo and home to many passionate fans, but unfortunately, challenges in the local business environment have made our current distribution model in the country unsustainable. These challenges include high import duties that apply to to our sector and our decision not to have a local manufacturing operation, we will continue to monitor the evolution of the business environment and evaluate how best to serve our Brazilian fans in the future, so they don't sound opposed to um, you know putting the market back together when it's feasible for them. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's for just
1: now, not in the black apparently for them. So you can't blame them for. Not wanting to sustain the red.
2: I'd like to change the name of the headline to Nintendo accidentally creates black market. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Nintendo trade in Brazil. Oh, That'd be amazing. <sighs> oh,
2: yeah. People walking around insane. like
1: just this unmarked trucks going. Hey, you want a Wii U? Come on, yeah, come, on come with me. It's going to
2: become the currency of the realm. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Oh, that that Amiibo asshole who's buying everything <laughs> up should go down there and become a, an Amiibo drug lord. <laughs>
1: Oh man, the Nintendo Cartel
0: will be up and running by 2016.
2: That's right. It's crazy, man.
0: That's it for news this week. Well, that depressing story. Let's uh, let's talk about some games that we really enjoyed, just to lighten the mood a little bit, shall we? So we've all had these these games that we've really enjoyed that. Um, that just for whatever reason just nobody else seems to be picking up on maybe maybe they're just not reviewed well or just maybe they even if they are reviewed well just nobody else seems to be playing them and so we just kind of wanted to um to uh to talk about some of those and just to put a spotlight on some of them hopefully to uh so other people could enjoy them as well so um john if you're ready do you um do you do you have some games that you've really enjoyed that just uh you don't feel have gotten quite the acclaim that you wish that they had Um, or the attention
2: yeah you know i i've been playing um off and on uh, a game called Space Engineers. It's it's a PC game. It's on Steam. I could tell you, see, it's so underrated that Goat looked at me like I had two heads just now. He's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Um, it, it's, it's, the closest thing I can relate it to is a Minecraft type game. It's a building and, and breaking down game. Uh, big sandbox game, but it takes place in space. It also, um, you can play it in like a sandbox mode sort of similarly to Minecraft. Okay. But uh, it, it, it does have a survival mode like a lot of those you know sandbox building games but this one to me is very unique because if you start the most basic mode uh, a portion of the survival mode, you start as a dude in a suit floating around in space with limited oxygen and limited like life support on this suit. You have to keep the suit energized and powered but in order to do that, you have to find you know or mine it and then build things with it in enough time. And it's really intricate. I mean, it's you can build a platform and then build a, you know, um, a generator, and then you have to get a certain type of ore to power the generator. And then once you have a generator, you can build something next to it that allows you to make, uh, you know, the 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 machine to power the suit again. And then you can make a, you know, a, um, a generator for gravity, so that when you're on your platform, you can actually walk without having to turn your thrusters on. And I mean, you can, it's it's really, really ornate and intricate. And you can build these massive, massive ships. And... So you
0: literally start from nothing, There's a guy in space. Yes,
2: if you do. Now, they, they were really smart about giving, if they're going to put a survival mode in, they made scenario survival modes. So what, the most basic one is you just, you're that poor little dude hanging out in space. <laughs> the second one is uh, you start in a s- sort of semi-functional, back half of a capital ship that's been crashed into an asteroid. Okay. So you start in there and it's barely functional and there's just enough to it that if you really want to put some things in place, you can make the ship work again and it provides you with just enough to keep your suit energized and keep you from dying. And the part of what makes this a lot of fun too is you can play it um, on multiplayer servers. So some of them (laughs) are just building servers like you'd see in, in Minecraft and some of them are... These fully fleshed out servers that people have all these starships and I'm sure people have like reconstructed
0: like the Enterprise and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: actually. You know, it's yeah. it's a really cool game, man. It's kind of underrated I in that, that arena. I think we
1: just found Charlie's entry into Minecraft. Yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> only
0: had that kind of time. Because yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty time-consuming.
2: It it, it it is time consuming now they do have in the sort of sandbox mode you don't have to collect materials you can just build what you want freely and you know uh it is steam workshop compatible so you can import other people's built items in so you can you can drop the enterprise into it if you're you know so inclined star and there's a ton of star wars you know star destroyers and things that people have built that you can get in there and pilot and just crash into each other and do crazy things the physics engine in this this game is nuts it's it's very uh it's very good you know
1: I just love Charlie's like face is just stuck on John. Like, tell me more. Tell I'm me why. i don't need hey, to buy his this. Face up like a child. He's yeah, just he's like,
2: tell me more. Wait,
1: wait, wait. I can crash things like the Enterprise, oh. and 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 well, I don't have to build them. And what? what where do I download? Think <laughs> about it
2: like this: if you put one single plate of armor, a very small plate of armor, mm-hmm. on a ship, and then you build these massive ships to scale the the physics engine in this game has to account for every piece of debris floating in space every every plate every joint everything floating around so you'll see these people if you look up videos of this game online or if you see it in real time i don't care how beefy your rig is if you're running a pc if you crash these two massive ships into each other and they come apart half the time it takes so long for the system to catch up because of all of what it's calculating for physics it just massive lags, spikes for a second, and oh, then wow. once it catches up, it just, items that should be floating around in space just disappear because there's not enough memory to account for everything that happens <laughs> cool. in the game. That's how big some of these ships are. It's crazy, man. So it's, it's a, from a technical level, it's a pretty impressive game, but if you're playing it with a couple of buddies, it's just a lot of fun. Very underrated, I think. So what is the
0: ultimate goal of the game?
2: Does it have one? <sighs> No, I mean like a lot of those sandbox games. It's basically just to see what kind of nutty shit you can build. So you can't you know?
0: beat the game, quote
2: unquote. You can't beat the game. Okay. They do. The, the development team for that game does say that they're planning to put like some sort of a story mode into okay. it. You know, give it a little bit more purpose. A lot of the sandbox games don't seem to have any intention going that route. Um, but these guys seem to to want to. Give, their, give you a little more incentive to play it, but okay. it's a cool game. Um, and I think on the top end, it's 15 bucks on Steam. If I remember correctly, I, I picked it up for a steal during one of the sales. It was like four or five bucks. Sure. Easily worth the price of admission, man. I had huh. a lot of fun with it. You have my interest. Oh, during the survival mode. One, one other thing that's worth noting, um, you can turn on meteor showers. And they ha- they Why have would you randomly. do that? <laughs> well, it, it certainly makes the game more interesting when you've built up this platform, the space station, and you get a warning from your suits saying that there's a meteor shower incoming, and you don't know where it's going to be. It could be somewhere nowhere near you, but you look up all of a sudden, there's like fire brimstone is raining this, down on in the platform. First person? It can be. You can okay. play it first person or third person, but it's it's crazy when you build up this platform, and all of a sudden, half of it gets taken out or is on the verge of being taken out by asteroids, and you can do things to... You know, interfere with that. It's pretty cool.
1: That's see. amazing because I just see somebody be like, "Oh, meteor shower. That'd be kind of cool. Turn
2: that on." It happens. Why Turn why it off.
3: Yeah. yeah,
1: I think in a lot of the
2: persistent multiplayer servers, they don't turn the meteors on. But. <laughs> Well, given the choice,
0: I don't know why they would. It's yeah. Like, hey, guys, let's have a really bad day. I'm just going to turn this on. Yeah, I've been to a couple
2: of them where the people have these huge ornate bases, and, you know, they've built entire, I mean, like, can you build up, around
0: it. Well, I, I suppose, unless you can build up a defense for the meteor showers, then you, you want to test out your defense, I guess.
2: Yeah, you do. There are there are turrets and things like okay. that that you can place on top of space stations or, you know, ships that you've built that are, like, you know, supposed to be defense to that sort of stuff. But uh, What was the game called? Space Engineers? Space Engineers. Nice and simple. <laughs> Oh, yeah but but that's that's currently the thing that i feel like is uh kind of really underrated
0: yeah I've, I've never heard of it i mean i'm not big into pc gaming especially you know the steam side of things unless it's part of humble bundle but um, yeah which maybe it was i don't know i might already own it I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's really
2: kind of the, the gamble of being a steam person isn't it like, you don't yeah. know what the hell you got okay. in there if, if
0: it was ever part of a humble if it was ever in a humble bundle i might already own it I own like almost
2: 300 games on Steam, and I'm pretty sure I've only played three of them. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: that sounds like the average ratio. Yeah. 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 Um, Go. What about you? Uh, underrated. I
1: don't like current or old or what. Yeah, just whatever. Honestly, like I'm gonna go way old school because that's what I do. Um, and I think the most underrated game that I've ever played that that was amazing again, Space. I don't know why, but uh, Star Voyager on the NES. It's our Voyager. Good I don't God, recall, man.
2: That's a that's a pull from back in the day. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it was like a very underrated title then, so I, obviously most people don't know about it. But it was just it was another like sandboxy thing, uh, and you just flew around space and went to different planets and did whatever the hell you wanted to. It was, uh, I mean, it was like create your own, like one of the very first create your own adventures I remember playing.
2: Was it kind of like, uh, you know, they they did some Wing Commander games and stuff like that on like the NES where they kind of tried to make it sort of like a little bit RPG-ish. Did, was it, was it kind of like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it,
1: like it was like a, that spaceship simulator kind of thing. You had all your, you know, you had your, your dash and your window and your are driving through space and you could, yeah, you had to do different things and fly to different planets and do different missions and stuff like that. You know, but I mean, it was very, very open-ended. It was more of like, you know, I mean, the goal of the game that I remember was uh, Don't Die. Oh, it's a good goal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when flying a starship, yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So, I like, know you'd run into meteor showers and stuff like that. I remember, and, you know, there was damage and stuff like that, and you had to, like, you know, you had to go dock at, like, uh, space stations to get fixed and repaired okay. and stuff like that. And it was just, it was very simple, but I remember sinking way, way too many hours of my childhood <laughs> into it.
0: Do you have any idea if it's still, if it's, if it's available on virtual console or anything like that?
1: Uh, I'm not real sure. I mean, it was real... I mean, I remember just having the cartridge on my on my NES. I might still actually have the he cartridge. He went far back. <laughs> yeah, we were talking like way back. I mean, that was probably like the probably in the top ten of first games I bought for my NES. Mm, okay.
2: So, cool. what about you, Charlie?
0: Um, so I've got two. One of them is. Long-time listeners in the show probably already know what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to mention something else first, at least, before I talk about <laughs> the one that everybody knows I'm going to talk about anyway. So the first one is, is um, the, um, it, it, uh, the, the remake of Prince of Persia that came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally really, really, really enjoyed that game. And it doesn't seem like it, doesn't seem like the, it, it got really the, the kind of sales that I think it should have gotten. Um, it, was, um, it was, for the most part, your typical 3D Prince of Persia game. But just the art style... And the music and the story that they had in the game, I just I found to be really just just really endearing. Um Did you either you guys play this at all? Oh yeah, yeah. I okay. actually that the, enjoyed
1: that series a lot. The Prince of Persia with the red lettering?
0: Uh I think so. And you run on the walls. It's the one with um I think Elika was her name, where you had the, the girl with you most of the way through the game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I played that. Yeah.
2: That was actually, if I remember right, that that was kind of what started to I think that was the the founding money that kind of made ubisoft into what they kind of are now because they were not they were a name but they weren't big charting until the prince of persia series because they're the ones that published those those Sands yeah. of time games
0: i, I could see that you know? um the um now I, I haven't looked up actual numbers on this but just just my, my my perception from talking to other people aside from the people in this room of course um is just that it doesn't seem like a lot of people really not not as many people played and enjoyed this game as, as i feel should have
1: well, and I think that plays into because that was the uh, when the movie came out, wasn't it?
0: Uh oh yeah. So I think it got shoved into the rug as a movie down. game because of that because that movie was not good. No. No.
2: Um, no. No.
0: Yeah, that that that's entirely possible. Um, but um, now, but my, my real answer for this is is like I say the one that longtime listeners know I'm already going to talk about is um, enslaved Odyssey to the West. Um, uh, this is a game that came out um, originally on the um, the 360. Uh, I want to say in I think it was November of 2010, um, and this is just one of my all time favorite games. Um, it plays a lot like the Uncharted games. Um, so the game is based on the uh, the novel Journey to the West, which is one of the most popular pieces of Chinese literature, and also um, is one of the is, is the um, the source of creative um, inspiration for the Dragon Ball series. Um, and so, um, in case people aren't familiar with the novel, but they've watched Dragon Ball and then played this game, they, they you'll notice a lot of similarities there. Um, the uh, The main character in in enslaved his name is Monkey, and um, it. Um, but you know, instead of where Odyssey, the, where, instead where where Journey to the West takes place in like, of course, you know, ancient China, this takes place in the future. And just um, you know, the, the the gameplay and the story especially has one of like one of the the best stories. i've 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 played in a really long time especially just with the like the plot twist it takes at the end and it's almost like the moral decision that the character has to go through at the end i mean like i don't want to spoil it for anybody but i
2: mean like this is to me like this is like top tier like hollywood quality writing see i've heard nothing but good things about the game and i i can sincerely say i've not played it i i do want to get to it and I i know what it is i remember it i when i picture it in my brain having not played it i think uh blues and greens because there's a lot of it seems like you know foliage in the that's exactly that's, that's, i'm looking yeah. at the cover right now charlie's showing me and yep. spot on um yep. i distinctly remember i played the demo because they did have a demo for yes. it on xbox 360 and uh just never got around to playing it but uh now that you say it it's uh it's on my my mental list
0: yeah it, w- it was put out by Na- by uh, ninja theory and namco bandai and you know those guys are, are pretty good with like the graphics and the pretty yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, and, um, you know, th- this game particularly, um, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've waxed ecstatic about the, um, the quality of the eye animation in this game before. And, um, the, um, I, I know also that, um, in, in a couple of the, uh, articles that I've read of people, um, uh, like when, when this game came out on PC and it came out on steam for like 15 bucks or whatever, I remember that, uh, Kotaku put up an article, article about it and the, the writer of that article, um, mentioned all of the same, same things that I am, it was just about like the, the quality like for the time for 2010 the quality of the facial animations and especially like you know there's there's the whole thing about the uncanny valley and like the eyes of the character like um, of being able to get the eye animation and just the 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 art style and everything right like for the time this game was was just so far ahead of what other people were doing at the time and some people are still doing now so wow
2: that's pretty
0: high praise and i um i i I, i know that this game wasn't bought by a lot of people because this game fell into the bargain bin pricing so quickly I mean I want to say it came out in like the September to October like range I want to say it had a drop down to like 30 20 bucks by March wow. I mean like it, it, it plummeted in price very quickly. I,
2: I remember it being talked about it got covered because you no know, it has
0: like it has like an 80 something uh, average uh, review score Metacritic it's, rev- yeah. it's it's praised
2: pretty much universally just nobody bought it Oh, that's crazy, man! You know, it's—I'm always fascinated too when people give me a recommendation for something that—that uh, that everybody speaks very highly of, but not a lot of people have purchased or played. I remember because the results can be so different. Yeah. Uh, I've had somebody recommend to me years ago, "You've got to play Beyond Good and Evil." You got to play Beyond Good and Evil. I played it. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I know it's like a cult classic, and everybody loves, talks so much about how much they love that game. I, I don't know what it was. When, maybe did, I you, just, when
0: did you play that? Because that's another one that I would that I considered for that you considered for the yeah. worst?
2: Uh, it was probably about four years ago. Okay. maybe I sat down to, to finally play it, and I I had missed the the boat on that one by a margin. It didn't
0: age well. But I that's don't think.
2: that's what the impression I got yeah. from playing it. Is not is that it's just a lot of the mechanics yeah. uh, of it. Did not. Yeah, I just have an age. I well.
0: played it and loved it back at the time, and then yeah. when it came out on the 360, I think it was. Um, I recommended the goat pick it up, and I believe you you enjoyed it, goat. Am I correct? And I got that? into it, but I just couldn't stick with it. it, yeah, it, it ran thin thing. on me. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of the yeah a lot yeah. of the mechanics and everything are kind of dated at this point. So well, so, yeah. that's what happened with Enslaved too. I gotta I, I go back and
1: finish that game. I've played almost half this game, mm-hmm. but the problem was is I think that was on the tailcoats of uh, an Uncharted binge.
0: Again, same game. Yeah, yeah. and I think it, it
1: fell into that. I need to go back and finish it because it was amazing. It was just—I think it was the wrong game for the, the time period for me to finish.
0: Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Enslaved: Odyssey of the West. I know it comes up on like on uh, on sales uh, relatively often, just because it's a well it's a well reviewed game that at this point is just in it's it's pretty low price. So if you have the ability to pick it up, I'm sure I I I, I can't imagine it costing more than ten or fifteen dollars to use the GameStop at this point. So um, highly, highly, highly recommended.
2: You know, I, I, I remember somebody talking um, talking to me it was about two years ago. Uh, speaking of underrated games, you um, hear a lot of people talk about Dreamfall: The Longest Journey the same way. That it yeah. had this big, it didn't sell for shit, but it had this big, like massive underground following, yeah. and you know, very, very well thought out storyline. And I got about halfway through that one. I also, and, uh, yeah, same same mm. I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but it definitely, by the time I had gotten to it, it was definitely aged. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's a ton of classics like that that, yeah. that just kind of get swept under the rug. You know. Another one I think about is uh, Mad World on the Wii. Oh, I love Mad World. Oh, I,
0: ne- I never uh, got a chance to do yeah, that. That one.
1: was, it was. It was definitely underrated. I mean, it was if you were into like the the Sin City kind of wackiness and stuff like yep. that. It was for you, but again, it was a great game. It was gory as hell, which is probably weird on the Wii. But
0: yeah, I think I think.
1: I loved it because it was just stupid gore. Did it
0: really take advantage of like the Wii mechanics? Like, was there a lot of like motions? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: it did. Okay, yeah, actually, it really, really got you in the shoulders after a couple hours. Yeah. It was <laughs> one of the
2: one of the few sort of you know mature rated, yeah. you know, was, very kind of over the top violent sort of Wii games.
1: Well, and it was also one of the few Wii games I didn't mind getting a workout while playing because it was that fun. Yeah. The comedy just kept you going.
2: Didn't they have um, who was it? It was uh doing the, one of the voices of the the sort of. Uh, commentators. Oh, it was John DiMaggio actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John DiMaggio yeah. did it in there, you know, which yeah. was kind of funny because he was, you know, just during that yeah. whole, you know, uh, gears of war period where he started popping yeah. up and everything for a minute yeah. there in games. Just,
1: yeah,
2: you know, I, I remember I, being I st- surprised by that when I played it. Uh,
1: I still like the, the whole concept of being in a uh, deathmatch uh, game show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? I started showing uh, Megan. Um, earlier this evening actually is uh, I turned on Eternal Darkness for the first time in a long time and that's a that's you know you want to talk about underrated games and classics man there is a goat is literally doing a fucking happy Don't dance in that game.
1: No, no, I love that game but I let Mike borrow it oh he I'm had sorry it. I'm
0: sorry I, had that backwards. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I
1: actually I, I love that game enough to where I have a playable copy mm-hmm. and a complete copy
2: there you go you know what? I that one's definitely aged because I I, I had a, a friend. Shit. It is really it's difficult. You know, I had a friend borrow. Uh, my copy a couple years ago, and I was certain he'd love it, you know. But he brought it back to me and said, "This is old, man."
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, it did not age well. The, the mechanics definitely did not age well at I'll all. I'll tell
2: you what what did age well because I did pop it in and start playing. Is the the voiceover work still mm-hmm. pretty good in that game? You well, know, at a time when it was still kind of people and, were still kind of tripping over themselves. Yeah, and someday. I
1: think uh, I think the um, the the story, like the way the story was laid out, that really kind of kept up too. Like the weirdness of it. Where you're bouncing through like an entire century.
2: That that game would, the story for that game would make an excellent like HBO TV show. If you broke Mm -hmm. it down like into segments and aired it, man, that would be, that would be an awesome story. You know
0: know, know what the movie equivalent of that game is? Cloud Atlas.
2: I would never have thought of that, but you know what? You're right. Good God, that movie was long. Yes, it was. (laughs) Yes. It took me
1: a week to watch that movie. Yep. Because I have the, no, I don't have the. No. God. <laughs> yep. I was like, all right. It's still going. Why? <laughs> yep. But, yeah, if they could just do the reboot of, like, you know, Eternal Darkness and, like, HD with that. Well, brand the people new have been
2: and... talking about it for a long time. Everybody. They tried to the kickstart it a couple years Yeah, they Eternal. did, yeah. and it yeah. didn't fucking work. Yeah. It, it, that, that broke my heart. But honestly, yeah. from what they showed, because they had a little bit of, uh, you know, rough, like, some renders, character renders and designs and things mm. like that that they put out there to have people kind of get a look at what it was they were trying to build. And I, I understand when you're building on something really early, it's it's not always going to look so great, but that, that stuff didn't look very good. Too early. It, it, yeah. It, it wasn't that it was too early. It looked really dated. What they had built oh. for display looked uh, way behind the times. And I think that might have yeah, been an instance where a little bit of uh, just pitching the concept probably would have gotten them more money at that Kickstarter, I think, than than actually showing what they were working on because it was pretty rough, gotcha. sadly.
0: All right. So um, unless you guys have anything to add.
2: No. I no. think
0: we hit some high points. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so uh, we asked you guys about uh, some games that you enjoyed that you feel have been underrated, so let's see what you had to say. <laughs> so our mailbag question of the week was, what, what are some that? games you've enjoyed recently that you feel have been underrated, and what games are overrated? Give reasons. Uh, we got a reply from our friend Danny Meckler. He says, uh, uh, oh, well, first, okay. So I <laughs> he says, hey, man, I have to rem- formulate my answer first, you heard, And then I realized that's talking to me. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, talking to yeah. me. <laughs> Uh, Let me skip past all that.
1: Um, I'm just saying, we had a couple people liking the question. (laughs) Please answer it. I love that you
0: like it, but it doesn't do as
1: much good on on
0: that content. Uh, So Danny says, uh, let me preface my answer by first saying in no way whatsoever, is this a good game, a (laughs) well-working game, or even a driving storyline? And okay. uh, (laughs) um, Ratings aside, since it is terrible i had way too much fun with rogue warrior the mickey rourke voice shell of an experience <laughs> oh okay um it's bad real bad but in a sci-fi original movie kind of way <laughs> <laughs> it's only redeeming quality is mickey rourke he says the dumbest shit and calls every situation a goat fuck whatever that means <laughs> <laughs> okay um, you can literally melee every enemy in this first-person shooter, that's in quotes, since the enemies have the aim of a brain-damaged stormtrooper. Um, it's worth picking up what, at whatever gas station bargain bin you can find it in. Uh, that I'm not going to play that, Danny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> I want two copies. Um, he also says, as far as overrated games, Deadlight uh, keeps coming to mind. It was previewed as a Metroidvania-style zombie game, which sounds fucking awesome, but it played more like a boring side-scroller. I keep comparing it to Limbo or Shadow Complex, but in no way does it hold its water against them. Uh, the puzzles were lame and easy, the pace was incredibly slow, and mostly it just felt like a long demo. It never felt finished. The only cool part of that game was the middle when you're exploring the rat ma- Ratman's cave. Uh, it, then it lived up to its potential, but everything above ground was awful. I got stuck in one area trying to throw a rock at a glowing yellow HIT ME object to open a gate. I went online to find a gl- the glowing object wasn't the solution at all. And every other puzzle, whatever glows nuclear piss yellow, is the key object <laughs> to interact with. But suddenly now this one isn't bullshit.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I've, I keep hearing not so good things about Deadlight. Um, but everybody seems to play it anyways for some reason.
2: I, I, I got about halfway through it. Um, I purchased it on a Steam sale, of yep. course. Yeah. Um, it's pretty. It looks nice. Yeah. Atmosphere is good, but that's but he's spot on with everything else. It's 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 pretty boring and kind of busted. <laughs> there were I got stuck in more than one area. Same completely separate areas than the one he got stuck in. Only to find out later that I it was some small minute thing that was not very well highlighted that got me stuck for fifteen or twenty minutes, wanting to pull my hair out. So
3: yay,
1: game design. Yay. <laughs> uh, all right, what was that? We've got a lot of responses this week. Yay. <clears throat> All right. So from uh Cat, we have uh uh let's see what do we got. Corpse party? I I I don't know.
0: That sounds right for Cat though. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yes. yeah. Yeah, she's into weird things. She sent me a birthday cake that was in the shape of a baby. So <laughs> That, that'll bring in most that of world. the baby. Also. Yes, yes.
2: Was the baby delicious?
1: Uh, no, it was just a picture. I didn't actually get the
2: cake. Oh, uh, okay.
1: So. Womp womp.
2: Yeah. Womp, womp. That, that'll come later.
1: Uh, let's <laughs> see. Uh, my buddy John said Chrysalis and Star Tropics, both awesome and Star underrated. Star Tropics was fantastic. Yes. And underrated. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mrs. Tektotronicorn. Yes. Has, uh, has chimed in with Kelowna, all time favorite uh, game. Oh, Klonoa.
0: Oh, that's that little uh, rat. Monkey. Yes. Cat yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. A bl- black and white cat-looking thing that walks on its hind legs and has really long ears. It was on Wii, right? uh it, it, it was uh, like a remake was put out on. Like, yeah. Originally, okay. it was original PlayStation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I,
1: know, I knew the guy, I just didn't yep. obviously know how to pronounce his name.
0: Yeah, it's a fun like um like um two point five D side scroller. Ah, okay. All
1: right. Let's see here. What else we got? The other Danny, Mr. Wascow. Has uh, It sounds kind of lame, but I'm a decent pool player, and I learned everything I know from a PlayStation pool game. I forget the name. Q-Ball. I think that's right. I think Q-Ball is the game he's talking about. <laughs> uh, anyways, it taught me how to put English on the ball and how to set myself up for my next shots. It was so true to real world. The next time I played on a real table, I beat everyone I knew. Lame, but it was a standard pool game that changed my life. Yeah, that is kind of lame, but uh, I'm glad you can be a billiards master now. <laughs>
0: Hey, at least he's li- he's currently living the dream of being a grand pool, uh, grand billiards master, and yes. you know, making all that money, and winning all those tournaments that he is. <laughs> right?
1: What? Uh, what? No.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, he's not doing that.
1: No. Oh, I,
0: he does something with a blue shirt. I don't know.
1: Oh, I'm <clears throat> not sure if he makes them or he wears them. I don't know. Some of the blue shirt. All right, never mind. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then uh, Mr. Matt Occupation Elfring. It. that's his new Yay, name matches <laughs> uh, says I've been silenced for too long about the greatest, the greatness that is bump and jump we're back <laughs> 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 the only racing game that matters uh, Go can have his crew or Forza or whatever formalistic trash Microsoft or Sony is putting out <laughs> Th- thank you thank you Matt I'll take that uh, sure you may be able to bump in those games but can you jump? can you do both? <laughs> I think not you all need the girl to girl the fuck up and play bump and jump. P.S. Fuck all you haters. I'm maxed out for life. There you go. Never a dull moment. Hard to argue with, with that. Never That's a dull true. moment. So I'm gonna have to play bump and jump so he stops sending me hate mail.
2: Recommendations uh written with that much conviction make me wonder whether or not um I've missed out on bumping and jumping for yeah, my I, life. We might have
1: to do a, a GamerHead playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just too busy diving and kicking to get into yes. bumping and jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to take a step back and start at the bump and jump before we move on to the fresh dive kick.
0: <laughs>
2: Madness. No, that see too advanced for me. I don't know. <laughs> too many buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Um, from uh, Ricky here uh, he says that I honestly haven't heard much about Final Fantasy 14 which was a total disappointment on first release but with a Realm Reborn rollout it has turned out into a pretty good game with great regular updates underrated I can speak personally to this because I played both versions of that game and the original Final Fantasy 14 launch I gotta agree Ricky was absolute shit It was it was heartbreaking how bad it was
0: I know uh, I know some very 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 diehard Final Fantasy fans who had nothing good to say about. That.
2: I I played a ton of Final Fantasy XI when it launched and uh, left that um, in lieu of other games over the years, and I would rather play Final Fantasy XI than go back and 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 play the the busted it Final sounds Fantasy. Sounds like you'd rather
0: like jump into a swimming pool filled with lemonade and razor blades. And yeah, play that game again.
2: man. It, it, the the <laughs> if. Have either of you played the the Final Fantasy fourteen la- original launch? It was bad. It was broken. It was boring. It L- was... Here's a little
0: fact about me: the only MMO I've ever played is Matrix Online.
2: Well, no wonder you don't play him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, ooh. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, I'm a little better. I went to the EverQuest phase. Did you? Yeah. See, I've got, you know, if we ever come up on some MMO topics, I've played enough MMOs. I I can't stand the sight of them anymore. I've played so many of them. Um, But uh, Ricky also went on to uh, mention what he thinks his overrated game is, and he says, It's Destiny. A bunch of his friends love it, and for obvious reasons. um, You know, I've kind of gone on and off about that myself, too. I, I
1: think the industry has summed it up as the game you love to hate.
2: But everybody still plays. Except for me. <laughs> or <laughs> the game
0: you hate to love. One the yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way works. You know yeah. what?
2: I, I, my first appearance on the show, I said I think time will tell on that one. And honestly, it's not. A lot of people have stepped away from it. You know, I think yeah. They, yeah. they made a lot of bad moves and they've done some kind yeah. of greedy yeah. things. And They've moved over to the crew. I, they've moved over to whatever <laughs> is not going to charge them $20 for a very marginal amount of content. Yeah. Uh, and label it an expansion. So that's what I think. They yeah, some really awesome answers. Yeah, Thank, yeah. Everybody Thank you, everybody. Weekend.
0: Weekend. Oh, we're not done. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh man. A <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Sam Lanning, writes in and she says, "I really thought SteamWorld Dig was fucking brain damaged, <laughs> but I came to the conclusion that it was because my husband was playing the game."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: once I picked it up, and uh, once once I picked it up, I completed it in less than a week. Um, actually, completed before my husband did. It was the free game of the month a while ago on PS4 for a novice girl gamer. This was perfect. Uh, excellent. So um so 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 that works. Uh, let's see, and then of course uh, we have wow. our uh, our Songbird email of the week, and Songburg Songburg. It's uh it's Songberg. It's right next no, to um
1: nothing. We're not we're not we're not even gonna like con- like even give Travis condonement. <laughs> not I, condonement. I I
0: I, uh, <laughs> I figure the less attention we draw to it, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid just got steamrolled.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: whatever it's his wife he can deal with <laughs> it
0: <laughs> and uh, as always songbird uh, writes in and says uh dear technotronicorn goat and fallon flynn mailbag answer number one the game that i feel like deserves more love in the past year is donkey kong tropical freeze While i can understand people being upset with them working on said series uh, again instead of something else that shouldn't have diminished its greatness everything in the sequel is superior compared to the first one heck they even brought back david wise um, I agree that it's good. I also agree that it is really freaking hard. Um, so there's that. Um, and I'm then she still says, mad that they don't use the second screen. Yeah, then there's that. Are you familiar with this at all, John? I am, yeah. Uh, but specifically about you know it's it's a wii u game of course and mm-hmm. so about what, what's happening on the wii u controller while you're playing this game no that part i don't know literally nothing <laughs> literally <laughs> it's black and really and yeah. not
2: even a, not even a placeholder graphic i don't <laughs>
0: even mean off i mean black as in it's still backlit like it's on just black
2: they just stuck nothing there i mean <laughs> yeah. i would figure there'd at least be some sort of bright color for picture of donkey kong's you can, head on there you can right?
0: choose to play on the controller if you wish but that's a choice that you make yeah. It's not like most games where it's just on both all the time. It's just play. that is strange. Man. Which the only thing that makes any sense to me is that they needed all the processing power. Like they they couldn't like apparently, you know like maybe mirroring the screen to the controller takes CPU cycles that, it, that they needed for the game and so they maybe. didn't have the horsepower to be able to mirror it. I don't know. I can't think of any logical reason to choose other Maybe ones. just
2: putting the black graphic in there saves some of the battery life on the, or something. Know, yeah. the, the controller. I, I,
1: I still say if you have two controllers and
2: you're all like,
0: look at our two controllers, just fucking use the controller. I, I agree
2: <laughs> with you. That's crazy.
0: Mailbang Esther 2, this might be unfair for me to call out because I haven't played the game myself, but I think the Five Nights at Freddy's Game Series definitely takes the cake for 2014's most overrated game. I give the creator credit for making a very simplistic game uh, gross and a dark twisted conspiracy theory that may... Have been inspired by real life events, but the only reason why I'm even talking about the game is thanks to big YouTubers.
2: Um, are you guys familiar with this game at all? Five, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. yeah. A songbird, I've played him. I can back you up since you haven't played them. They're not very good. Yeah, I've I've watched videos
0: of people playing the game. And uh, it the, definitely uh, seems to be overrated. The to only
2: me. thing I can I can gauge is that it's it's kids who like 13, 14 year old kids mm-hmm. who are don't watch like scary movies or you know horror movies or. Maybe getting their first dose of something kind of creepy or uncomfortable—it seems yeah. to scare them. I also think that you know a lot of the the Let's Play YouTubers like to have something to scream at to react just, to just on camera, reaction. and I think Fodder, that yeah. I think that the uh, the Let's Play folks definitely help snowball this one into some prominence it's not yeah. good Go to, are you familiar with this at all
0: i got nothing it okay sounds yes. like you guys are playing goosebumps <laughs> uh yeah, it's pretty damn close <laughs> yeah. the um so so the the premise of this game is that um now i didn't know anything about it supposedly be ma- being based on real life events that part's new information <laughs> but um the the premise of the game from what i'm familiar with is that you're basically brought in it's a super simplistic game you're in like essentially like this this demented Chuck E. cheeses with like the animatronic like animals you're the overnight security guard yeah and you're in this room in the back, and your job is basically to watch the place. But then, like, the game starts out with you listening to, like, an answering machine message of the guy basically saying, oh, by the way, the animals at night, sometimes they come alive and try to kill you. <laughs> so It sounds a lot more
2: interesting than
0: it is, though. No, yeah, it doesn't. And, and so, <laughs> so the way you play this game is you basically can be looking around your room and looking at the two doors on your right and left, and you can you have battery power and so the, the battery power is is, is is finite. It only lasts, you only have so much it doesn't recharge or anything. To turn on the lights in the hallways, which will drive the murderous animatronic animals away, takes a battery, to close the doors to and to keep them closed, which defies all logic to me, also requires battery power as opposed to just simply, like it requires battery power, constant power to hold them closed, which whatever. Um, but then your other view is to pull up the security camera feeds around the place. And so you can kind of watch around. Now, when you switch between angles, the, um, there's no, the, like 99% of what you see is still frames. So when you switch angles, you're just like, it, 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 the, the premise is like when you're looking at them, they stop or whatever, I guess. And so all the movement takes place when you're not looking at them. So you have to like be constantly like changing channels to watch, to follow their movement. And when they're getting close to, you, to your, the room that you're in, you have to like shut the doors until they turn around and go away. And if you don't do
2: this properly and they get into the room, then they kill you. It ends with like a a jump scare, you know, and a loud noise. Um, And to give you an idea of what this game looks like, think like... 1997 pre-rendered Final Fantasy VII backgrounds. Like yes. it's it's one guy who's doing all this. To his credit, these are completely independently developed games, and I'm sure this guy is probably thrilled that he's that he's seen as much success. He did manage to put one and two out in less than a year's time. Yeah. I think it was, yep. um, both of which have sold through the fucking roof. Uh, but. Uh, I don't know, man. This is one of those. I'll, I'll share any get off my lawn moments where I sound like an old guy here going, <laughs> I don't see what these damn kids
0: see in this damn game. Man. And so the objective is the game is to make it through, multi, like, like six of, oh, well, of course, five nights, uh, as, as the title suggests. And then that's how, you, that's how you win the game, which each night, of course, becomes progressively harder to get through.
1: You, you just explained Night at the Museum and paranormal activities world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess I did. Why is this a thing?
0: <laughs> Jump scares, that's it. And reaction videos and YouTubers. That that's that's yeah, why it's a I thing. Yeah, I think that's well, it. Hey,
1: whatever, like, dude. You're lucky. I. Apparently, yeah, you hit jackpot, and I'm sure he's probably like, whoa, what's this check Well, It's like the
0: Flappy Bird guy. It's like, I'm going to make something stupid. then he's, yeah, I'm sure he didn't expect it to blow up like it did.
1: No, but, no. Um, no. no really. I, I, I don't I think gold. this guy did either. No. I think this yeah, was, yeah, that's a, I was mean, a definitely yeah, right. a fluke. No, yeah. you know? Congratulations, man. You struck gold. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You did it right. I don't understand why the hell you I'm did sure it right. I'm sure he doesn't
0: understand either, but yeah. he's saying, screw it. I'm at number two now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, run those every three months, buddy. Just keep pumping them out until the checks get dry. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> both yeah. of which, by the way, now that now that uh, Steam has sort of an open submission policy on um, app games, both of those games, Five Nights Five Nights at Freddy's One and Two, are both on Steam now. Yep. Huh. Somehow, inexplicably. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's um.
0: Yeah, I don't get it either. If, if anybody's curious about this, I, I, would, I would suggest just going on Twitch and watching some people play it. You'll get the gist very quickly. Like Very quickly. <laughs> all right. Well, that's what I'm doing.
2: It has it has maybe 10 minutes of actual gameplay to it and it lather, rinse, repeat. Yep. You know, it's very, yeah. very basic.
0: Yep. But yeah, thanks everybody for all the responses. Um, Definitely one of the uh, the most responsible uh, mailbags we've had in quite some time. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, keep them coming. Appreciate it, everybody.
1: Uh, I said I'd personally thank everybody who, who uh, you know, did my thing and uh thank I'm you sorry could you
0: rephrase that please
1: <laughs> everybody who responded to my repo thank you thank you because because my phrasing. wife is one of those and yeah sorry. yeah <laughs> she did not she did not do my thing <laughs> <laughs> which is awkward because if you did do my thing she made dinner tonight too so moving that's just... on
3: <laughs> good, good
1: god, god.
0: <laughs>
1: so, sorry chris uh,
0: <laughs> uh, anyways um, so, John, you got anything uh, coming up you want to share with the listeners?
2: Um, only thing I've got coming up is, uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, middle of February, we're going to be at Shock Pop Comic Con down in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida, with V's for Villains. Um, and that's it for me at the moment. Nothing else uh, too exciting happening.
0: Yep. Go you anything in, uh, in the works you want to share with people?
1: No, I'll just uh, be at VGL in Ohio the 30th and New York City the 31st. So if you want to come out and hang out one, well, you know, those would be the days. <laughs>
0: Okay, and I'm boring, so I have nothing to share. <laughs> but, as far as the show is concerned, we have a couple announcements to make. The first is that, if you haven't noticed, uh, this is episode number 95, which is only puts us a couple weeks away from episode number 100, which also, as it turns out, is going to pretty much be falling on our two-year anniversary. Uh, given that it's going to be quite the exciting weekend for us, we've decided to do something a little special for that episode. So, clear your calendars for Sunday, February 8th, because GamerHead Radio's 100th episode spectacular will be recorded live at Oasis Cafe in West Chicago, Illinois. We'll have exact times and details as we get closer to the date, but I can tell you that it will be a free show, and we also intend to stream it over Twitch as well, uh, if we're able. Uh, But for anyone that can make it over to West Chicago uh, to Oasis Cafe on the 8th, we think it's going to be a pretty good time. That's crazy, man.
2: It's going to be a hundred episodes. They Mm -hmm. just flew by for me. (laughs) Uh, I remember episode one like it was yesterday or last week. It was last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the other thing is that um, we've, uh, we've gotten some feedback that, um, that uh, some people would like to know a little bit more about our newly added uh, co-host, Mr. uh, Mr. John Santiago. And so we're going to be having a bonus episode next week um, that will be, uh, that we will be putting out. Um, it's just going to be a quick little, uh, quick little like twenty minute thing. It's going it'll probably be titled something along the lines of uh, an evening with Fallon Flynn or something like that. Just because uh, it's 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 funny. And I, I picture don't... myself
2: sitting in front of the fireplace with a fine, uh, with that... a, a silk robe and a fine book. When you mm, say it like no, that, no,
0: no, no, you would have a, you would definitely have a Sherlock pipe and a cardigan. I might. Um, either way, that is now going to be the cover art for the episode. <laughs> Excellent. So I'll, I'll, you have you have a, you have a week to plan out your outfit. So uh, so Good. next week, in addition to our normal episode um we'll be recording a special uh, a special uh, little interview with um uh, with mr fallon Flynn. so we invite you all to please send in any questions or or comments that you have um especially especially good questions about um you know he'll be talking about how uh, his background and how he got involved with the show how we got to meet uh goat in the past and everything so um that'll be a uh, that'll be a little aside so when you see that pop up in the feed um, just so you know what that is um and uh, yes, send in um, anything that you can think of. Do editors at GamerHeadRadio um, Any questions you have for uh, Mister Mister Santiago?
2: Except for questions about the weenus, we don't no, talk especially about the weenus.
0: Questions about the- God, God? Damn
2: it!
1: <laughs> if you want, if you do want to know the dick train schedule, that's that's. Uh, w- <laughs> oh
2: God, making a comeback early, isn't it? Oh yeah, the dick train's gonna run all twenty fifteen. Mm, thanks, Nick.
0: <laughs> And then, so next week for our normal show, we're uh, we, we want to talk about um you know because we're in the uh, the winter drought, I guess you could call it of uh, video game releases. So we want to talk a bit about um, games that you guys like to play when when there's maybe stuff that you go back to when um when when there's a, a, a lacking of new releases and new stuff to play, but you want to play some games. Like, what are some things in your backlog that you go back to, or um or what are some games that you like to play just in in the long long dark winter hours? Like maybe they're, maybe they're longer, maybe they're just I don't know, just for whatever reason, like, what games did you go back to in, in, in lulls like this and in the game releases? So let us know what you guys think about that. All right, and so with that, if you have liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K-Charlie, Goat is at SirGoatsworth, and John is at TheFallonFlynn. Email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com, or call in and leave us a message at 94926GAMER. Download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, or with your podcast downloader of choice. And with that, thank you for listening. This has been GamerHead Radio.
1: This
2: is all B roll. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that hits the it's floor. It's true. Charlie's banking on that this podcast blows up one day, and one of us says something horribly incriminating, and then he can hold us hostage later. No. Yeah. Yeah. that's what it is. I would
1: yeah. uh, He's
0: already every got engineer
2: probably, he's I've probably, ever known in my life is like, you have it, no idea the, the last, things I've heard. Yeah,
1: in the last year and a half, he's he's been in this fold. He's probably got over an hour and a half of incriminating things I've
2: said. No. Just just on you. <laughs>
1: And that's only in two shows. <laughs> I don't know how many times he's like, hit pause. He's like, no, you can't say that. Like, uh-oh. oh, okay.